You're listening to. And you're listening to the Collabcast, a podcast about pop culture and the creative life from an Asian American perspective. Hey everyone. Hey. Welcome to episode 118 of the Collabcast. We are here live at the Los Angeles Asian Pacific Film Festival, which I like to call LAPF just to make it short because that's way too many words for a film festival. Woo, LAPF! As I say in front of the film festival, the <laughs> film festival publicity team. I'm here with uh, my co host, who is not Minji Chang because she's out in Michigan for her brother's graduation. So I thought to myself, who's the loudest Asian lady that I can find to replace Minji? And I think I found her. Hi, it's just you, everyone. It's just you. She is the, um, what are you? The director of programs and operations for CAPE, which is the Coalition of Asian Pacifics and Entertainment. Which is a big deal. She's a I'm big deal. Kind of a big kind deal. Kind of a big deal. And she also went to, uh, we're, we're always getting cow people on this podcast. Yeah, go so bears. We, got we woke. Too much. We like. <laughs> Just too much. We like went to the best <laughs> public school in the country. Like, Is this still the best public school? Yeah, yeah, it's still the best public school. <laughs> it's, yeah. We're getting up there. UCSD's getting up there. Okay. <laughs> we're like number three or something. Okay, okay. All right, go That's Triton. That's my sister wants to go. Oh, yeah? Yeah, nice. she it's, wants it's, to go to UCSD. It's all right. It's a good school. Um... We are also here with two amazing guests from the festival. We have director Matthew yes, yes. Pastor. Yep, actually Matthew Victor Pastor. Matthew, Matthew Victor Pastor. MVP. Are those your only three names or do you have more? Uh, I, I'm, yeah, we, we kept it at three. But, um, <laughs> yeah, um, I think it's really lucky that I got that as the initials. Cause, um, MVP. MVP. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. On, on my card, I've literally got M in highlighted, V. And then P, but then like Matthew Victor Pasta. So nice. So tacky. No, own it. Own Matthew it. <laughs> is here from Australia. You f- just flew in um, this week for your f- short film, right? Yep. Yeah. Which is. Um... Uh, I'm Jupiter. I'm the biggest planet. Um, yeah, it's playing as part of the feminist um, AF. Am I allowed to swear on this? Sure. Feminist whatever you, whatever as you want. fuck program. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and, um, you know, 15 hours on that plane, um, you know, really throws you for a loop. I. I think I didn't sleep for 35 hours when I hit the ground. So nice. yeah, about 35, yeah. And then I went straight to drinking. So you just like just festival mode right away. Yeah. Did you fly Cantas? A uh, Qantas. 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 Where did Qantas. where did the U go? Um, I flew United. No joking. I, <laughs> I flew with um we had, uh, the Australian airline Virgin. Okay. Virgin Airlines. Nice, nice. Uh, I like flying Virgin, but now I have to fly Alaskan. Ooh. Yeah, they merged. Because they, they bought each they other merged. out. And I'm a Virgin to LA. First time. Nice. Congratulations. Welcome. Welcome, Welcome How do you to... Like it? Yeah. yeah, it's um, very overwhelming. Um, but yeah, nice weather. Because in Melbourne, it's freezing cold Oh, uh, it's right summer. Now. It's winter it's for winter. you right now. Yeah, yeah. It's the it's hemisphere. Yeah. It's the winter. Ah, geography. Um, but also <laughs> nighttime here. You got your bars closed at two. Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. We're, we're working that? on, we're working on it. We, we, we have legislation to work. <laughs> For like, 4 a.m., but it might take a while. I'm actually glad. Okay, so let's introduce our fourth okay. guest right now. 
actor Justin Lee, who was uh, the star of one of the HBO APA Visionary short films um, that we went to last night. How's it going? It's going good. I <laughs> had a lot of sleep. I live here, so nice. I slept a lot. Um, you can probably hear it in my voice. It was a late night so last night. A lot of fun. Well rested. Did you do yeah. anything after the after the after party? Um, Did you go I, to the hotel lobby? No, I went home and I made some food, <laughs> <laughs> and then I went to sleep. And then I woke up and went to physical therapy, and um, had a rehearsal today. And uh, just read another script for an audition coming up, and nice. Here I am. Is everything cool. okay? Is is that like too personal to ask for a podcast? It's, don't ask me. Ask the person you're asking. No, no not at all. My my day was very relaxing. It's a Saturday. Uh, you could probably <laughs> again hear it in my voice. And I'm born in California, so this is this is it, right? We're, we're yeah. pretty chill here. I did not get any of that. Like this whole chill thing. There's like no chill in this body. Just well, has zero chill. I have zero chill. Well, maybe not LA, but I, I grew up in South Orange County. Okay, okay. So that I, ex- I'm, a, I'm a beach kid. So. <laughs> nice. Explains it. Yeah. Nice. Justin was a uh, part. Uh, one, you're, you were in um, Jing Xiao's um, film, Toenail. Um, Toenail, yeah. which is an amazing short film that was made specifically for HBO's APA Visionaries. Yeah. Uh, Thank contest. You. Which is gonna um, they're gonna start airing on HBO starting in May. Yes, May first. Which is Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. You should all check it out. There are some great stuff. <laughs> um, as I was watching, I was like, I, I know this guy. He seems so familiar. And then it suddenly hit me because you were Anyang in Arrested Development. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was um, that was like basically my first job. Yeah. Um, I was really fresh and new to acting. I was super green. And uh, I had no idea what I was getting myself into or um, how awesome it was going to be and, and uh, what an experience it was. And I'm just really thankful. You know, I, I just got super lucky, uh, very fortunate. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what else to say. I'm just d- definitely very thankful for the opportunity. But... You know, now just working yeah. on other things. And I'm still hustling, doing the acting. And you have a podcast now, too. We were I talking do. About this. I yeah. do have a podcast. It's called Your Buddy Justin Lee. It's just a bunch of fun stuff. Yeah, me just hanging out, having a good time, uh, <laughs> bringing some actor friends around, anyone in entertainment. Um, I used to do, uh, I used to compete in mixed martial arts. So okay. I bring in some athletes. Um, nice. And anyone I'm really interested in interviewing, like, uh, professors or whatnot and you you said you're gonna come yeah, on. yeah we we agreed so, he'd yeah. come on our, my well, podcast and I would go on his podcast. So, so do i need to start my own podcast is that like the you way should. to like you should meet everyone yeah. start your podcast you, you got about. two oh, on you got you, two okay. podcasts right here yeah so first three episodes okay one two three <laughs> yeah. matthew's gonna start his podcast yeah. first because he's leaving the mvp cast yeah all the way from there. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll come to Australia for that. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll fly you out one day when oh. I have money. <laughs> oh, I've been wanting to go there, though. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man. Oh, wait, so you've, sure. you've not been to Australia yet? No, no. I'm a, I'm a fan, though. And they're big fans of uh, MMA, too. Yeah. yeah. So, that, yeah, they've got a lot of good up-and-coming fighters coming out of there, too. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, so uh, I guess we, we start every episode uh, off with a roundtable discussion, just talking about what's on your mind in the world of pop culture, Asian America, or just, just whatever you're thinking of. Um, so what's on your mind, Jess? 
Well, I guess today is April 29th, and it is the 25th anniversary of the start of the 1992 L.A. riots. And I kind of say that in quotation marks because... There's a lot of different ways people call it. They call it the uprising, the unrest. Civil unrest. um, And I've heard, you know, a lot of officials even admit straight up that when they're talking to different communities, they use different terms to talk about it. But I think in, like, kind of the mainstream media, we call it the 1992 L.A. riots. And you have a very special um, link to this event in our history. Uh, so the L.A. riots and I work are kind of twins. Um, so I'm also about to turn 25. And I was born in L.A. My mother was nine months pregnant when this started. We were living on the west side of L.A. And um, she was basically working at a mall kiosk somewhere in L.A. And they were like, we're going to close early today. So Because the city's on fire. Because the city's on <laughs> fire and things are going down. And so my mom, like, she just, like, packed up and left. And she's like, I have no gas in my car. I'm, like, super pregnant. Like, I just need to get home. I just need to get home. And she's, like, <laughs> freaking out. And then I'm like, you know, that explains a lot. That explains and then a lot. Jess was born with all the fire and, and rage, rage and, and, Los and, <laughs> and the need for justice. <laughs> the need for justice. Um, um, so, Matt, how, do you know much about the the LA riots? I mean, um, in, I mean, it's not something I'd, I'd studied um, massively in school. Or it's anything. not something we studied much either, unless oh. you go to like an Asian American studies class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, mm-hmm. okay, cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, it seems it's. It, I mean, from what I what I've seen, and and you know now be with, with the. Um, you know, becoming the anniversary coming up of, of it. It's um the anniversary. Is that the word? It's yeah. yeah. The, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a positive spin. Yeah, it's a very <laughs> positive spin on something so oh, crazy. But yeah, what I've seen, um, it's you know, I mean, it's 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 coming to surface now because also I think on the internet everyone can see things. From, so from down in Oz, I'm starting to yeah. Well, I mean, right. You know, um, there's been a lot of a lot of pieces this past week leading mm. up to it. Um, the mm. centerpiece film form for the LA Asian Pacific Film Festival is. Gook, which is Justin Chan's movie that takes place during the L.A. Or LA the riots. day before. Yeah. The day right before from a Korean-American perspective. Yeah. So I guess, Justin, I mean, growing up, did you and your family talk about this? Or did you guys, you know, was it something? Yeah, so my, my parents uh, worked in uh, Bell Gardens and Bellflower, mm. and um, they... Uh, had a few Levi stores that were really close to the border and things got pretty sketchy. It, it basically came just across the street of them. Um, and it was, it was a very tense and strenuous situation for them. They, they told me, I mean, everyone, they had to get guns. Um, and, uh, everyone on the, on the street, on the block, all the businesses, all of them were carrying guns, you know, cause yeah. they, they wanted to protect their stores, protect their livelihood, protect everything they worked for when they got here. Yeah, I mean, that's the iconic um, photograph, right, is the Korean shop owners on the roofs of their buildings with yeah. guns. And um, no one came. Yeah. No one I mean, came. The, the they thing left was like, them to burn. Yeah, the police department, uh, the police um, were... They were around, but they didn't do anything. Like, they didn't interfere no. or they didn't protect the businesses. Even firefighters couldn't go either because, yeah. like, for the first time, like, firefighters were getting messed with too. And, like, so firefighters weren't even to go down there to put out the fires because they didn't want to get attacked. And it was just, yeah. just man. I mean, there was, like, a perimeter they were surrounding, basically. They, they, they pretty much left, like, like a no man's land. No man's land in, like, Koreatown and, and South. And they kind of protected, like, Beverly Hills and North, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> they built the blockade there. Yeah. yeah. And for those of you who, um, I guess, don't aren't familiar with the the riots, um, basically, the riots started um, 25 years ago today, which is April 29th, and it started from the acquittal of four LAPD police officers um, who were pretty much caught on tape beating a black motorist. Rodney King. Rodney mm-hmm. King, yeah. And yeah. so that, that, that sparked um, the unrest that kind of grew and grew and grew. Yeah, but I think, I mean, I mean, I think we also have to kind of go back a little bit more and talk about Latasha Harlins. Yeah. So Latasha Harlins was a 15-year-old African-American girl who was shot and killed by a Korean store owner. We thought she was shoplifting. With, yeah. And even regar- though she had money in her hand. And regardless yeah. or not, if you were shoplifting or not like shouldn't be shooting someone. you shouldn't be shooting someone <laughs> for like stealing like an arizona you know yeah. it's 99 cents it's still it's like a dollar 29 now but yeah. like you know um so then a lot of that animosity that I think, a lot of tension with wow. just like um the black community and the korean community yeah. business owners who you know they had a mutual just distrust of like overall of each other, which kind of simmered, which was caused by a lot of other factors, socioeconomic yeah. factors. Um, it was just like, yeah, it was like a bomb ready to explode. And this was the, the match, yeah. right? I remember, because um, I was eight years old when, when during 1992, and um, I grew up, I was living in San Gabriel, so we were kind of far enough away that like, we knew what was happening, but we're, like we didn't really, weren't immediately affected, but it was like everywhere on the news. And remember, like, I remember... Thinking, knowing it was a big deal, but like not realizing how close it was, you know. Yeah, it's still pretty yeah. close. Yeah. <laughs> well, it depends if there's traffic or not, right? <laughs> yeah. Everything's twenty minutes if there's no traffic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I, I was um, t- telling Jess earlier. I was driving into LA today to set up for this podcast lounge, and I was listening to uh, the Cold Switch podcast, which was doing a an episode on the the riots. And I was driving into downtown, like the LAPD chopper just flew past. I, mean, I was like, holy crap. There's a lot it's of like, choppers in the sky here. Yes. Um, I'm, yeah, Get, that's we call them ghetto birds. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a, cool. That's, that's, yes, cool. that's actually a Tupac, Tupac term. But oh, my goodness. Mm. Yeah, that's Rest cool. Rest in peace. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Also, like on the topic of shoplifting, I walked into um, the, the Tok- little Tokyo um, Mall, I think it's called. The Galleria. The, yeah, and um, I, I went to buy some body soap, some, some aloe vera soap, some, you know, like stay, yeah, yeah. Stay, stay nice and yeah. moisturized. Yeah. <laughs> so um, no, uh, I was trying to find the word. Um, anyway, so I walk in and I've got my, um, you know, my bag on me, my Los Angeles Asian Pacific Festival bag right here. Yeah. And they, um, they, they, some security guy chases me into like the, not chases me, but he runs up to me and he's like, "Oh yeah, um, you got to give me your bag." And I'm like, "What?" And I've never <laughs> experienced that before. But um, supposedly you're not allowed to bring bags into stores. Is that normal? Maybe just that mm. store. Yeah, maybe that store. Yeah. Because um, okay. <laughs> I, I go to I go to like Trader Joe's pretty often, and they they normally encourage me. To yeah, bring bags. <laughs> like you remember your bags. Or like Whole Foods. I've actually happened. Um, yeah. That happened to me at a Walmart in, in Utah during Sundance. I was at a Walmart, yeah. walking around, just like killing time trying to find food, and the guy, this the security guard like randomly like, "You're gonna have to like you're gonna have to give lock me lock your bag oh, up. Like yes. they have lockers up oh, front." Yeah. Let me tell you, as a small Asian girl, I get away with everything. Yeah, <laughs> I could bring I could bring a bag in. I could sneak liquids to the airport. Like I would, I would make like a great thief or like like a like the T word. I'm not gonna say it on, on air, you. but yeah, yeah like. You. 
Like, would you? Not anymore. Not to announce it. Everyone, you're gonna be on everyone's. Or like, maybe do not let this woman into yeah. your store. No, it's a it's a double play. So now, now that I've I've told you, you're like, oh no, she's never gonna actually do it. But uh, it's all mind games. Yeah, it's like several. It's like Sherlock layers of like <laughs> like mental manipulation. You know? It works. Yeah. Like I I have a similar story. When I was um, growing up in high school or, or junior high too, like if my friends were in trouble, the way we would get them to come hang out was. I would go and I would be the tutor. Be like, I'm, he's going to come to my house and I'm going to tutor were you, him. You were the scapegoat friend, right? Yes, because I was, I was the, the only Asian there. Yeah, and so no. they all were just like, he's all my friends would be sure. going. All my friends would go out with their like older boyfriends or like stay out late. And they're like, Jess, I told my mom I'm hanging out with you. Okay, can you just cover for me? I was like, sure, that's fine. <laughs> Is that scapegoat? That's more of that's like your scapegoat. That's friend. like the excuse friend. Oh. It's because the good friend. You're the good friend. It's because you're good with the parents. The parents all know you, and they're like, oh yes. But just, they didn't hang out with you. That's no, they mean. would go like hang out with. Well, like we'd hang out sometimes, but like I was like, oh, you're I was, a good friend. I was trying to get into. I was trying to get into college. Okay, I, didn't, I had to read my AP U.S. history book. Good, like good. there's no time That's, to. There's no time so to you're go. There's where I went wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, my friends actually hung out with me, and I wouldn't because I wouldn't let them get away with that. You're a good friend. Now and, you're just uh, making me sound like really no, sad. No, like, no. My, <laughs> there's there's a happy ending to this. I didn't go to college, so hey. Go Bears. Go um, Lancers. That's where I went to high school. So, yeah. Nice. What's on your mind, Justin? Um, that's a good question. Now that we were talking about all this, uh, I'm going to be honest. Uh, the Sublime song came to mind. Oh, yeah? Which one? Yeah, there's, like, 20, there's two. Oh, yeah, the, when he uh, talks about the LA riots. The LA riots. About the LA riots. Ding, ding. Keep going, keep going. I only know what I really want to know. No, not that one. No? There's, a, there's a song where they, pay, they, they use um, they use like radio chatter from the riots as like one of their, some of their samples. They sample that. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, so that's not much on my mind, huh? I should, I should fish and dig for more. Somewhere in there. It's all right. Well, tell us about uh, tell us about the uh, uh, the HBO APA Visionaries mm. thing. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. You know, <laughs> it it really was. It was it, it's it's very. I'm going to choose the right words here. It's very um, motivational and uh, endearing to have you know reputable companies like HBO and and to have everyone like Cape. Uh, just come in and support our group, uh, support our our community, and I think they did it in such a such a powerful way. Yeah. Where I, I feel like it was because um, for me, and the reason why I'm choosing my words wisely is I'm, I'm very careful because I feel like it's a fine balance between it's great to feel empowered by your culture and not definitely not be embarrassed by it but at the same time I don't think it's safe to have be so groupist mm. and we want to be careful of that too of being just secluded into our own group and I think it's good to mix and be open minded and, and to um, look and experience that different culture so that you can have a fair analysis and, and you know I, I think the festival last night did such a great job of of being helpful but not trying to give a handout. You know what I mean? Because no one, no one wants a handout here. Everyone wants to work hard and, 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 and do it themselves, you know? Yeah. And, so, and so they, they came in and helped, and, and, you know, there was so much liberty to the content. It was just 
make what you want. You know, come with a story. Yeah. Um, and and I mean, the films last night were just amazing. Uh, Dintai Monday, absolutely yeah. amazing. Um, a lot of different perspectives, a lot of different yeah. types of stories mm. too. You know, you have your, you know, they all they all had to do with had some commonalities in terms of like dealing with parents, but they're not the, all the same. You know, yeah. it's not like it's all, not all about oh, my immigrant parent doesn't understand me. It's like mm-hmm. also like I like this is how I take care of my parents. This is how like. Different ways that, and I think that's that's why that's what's cool about like short films, especially in film festivals like this, which is like you get to see different perspectives, different like Absolutely. different stories. Where like you know you look at mainstream TV, you see maybe the same type of relationship yeah. all the time, but you from like even those three films, you see three different types of Asians, Asian Americans, and experiences. Definitely, yeah. like like um like we were saying Monday, you know. Uh, I love how it broke the stereotypes. You know, it's not your typical, typical Asian. And, and I like how he chose to shoot it that way. Like he said, where he didn't want you to see the face right away. He wanted you to have that experience purely. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Wonderland. Yeah. Uh, like I, to me, that I wasn't really looking at an Asian movie. I was looking at a relationship between mother and daughter. Like I, I looked past that, you know, and that's always the hope when you go into something like this. Yeah. Um, and it was fun, you know. It was so much fun. Jimmy Yang is hilarious. <laughs> he's you know, he's great. He's yeah. hilarious. Um, and so it was just a good time. The after party was a lot of fun. It yeah. was great catching up with everyone. Um, I feel like I didn't introduce the uh, the program, but the uh, HBO APA Visionaries um, was co presented by Cape. Yes, it was. Um, basically, for those of you who have been paying attention, it was that competition that happened yeah, um, so earlier this year. HBO right? was looking for kind of the next generation of promising AAPI filmmakers and they held this open contest and uh, for short films. And the top three winners were selected and they will be streamed on all of HBO's online um, programs, the HBO Go, HBO Now, um, for starting May 1st for Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. Um, but, you know, they were fabulous movies, so we actually were able to watch a few of the top entries um, as one of the judging parties, and it was just amazing, kind of, the level in which these filmmakers are producing their stuff. Like, it's high-quality content, and so many different perspectives, and not just, you know, just the Asian-American perspective, but the Asian-American, you know, we got... Asian American queer perspectives and like stories about parents, stories about your friends, and it's just it. So I have this thing where I get really mad when I see something really great because I'm just like, why am not? Why am I not doing this? Like, how do they come up with this? And I got really <laughs> mad after watching all these movies. I'm like, really? Yeah, I'm just like, how? This is this is great. And then it's also like, this is so great. I'm this so is so angry great. Right I'm now. so I'm so jealous. That I didn't do this. It's also like, why isn't this? Getting out more like this was more interesting than like. What, what, a lot what of would like, be your pitch for the APA visionaries? Like, what what's your dream story to like show? My dream story. Yeah. Okay, so um, also kind of on my mind was Better Luck Tomorrow. So it's 15 years since Better Luck Tomorrow, right? Yeah. And I was just really, and I get it. It's it's really Justin Lin's vision and about Asian American masculinity, and it holds up incredibly well to this day. But I'm thinking, what would a female 
better luck tomorrow esque movie look today. So like Mean Girls or no? Um, so I came up with this idea. It's like you know, like four nice Korean girls in their church group, right? <laughs> yep. They meet up for Sunday church group, but on the side they troll Facebook and Craigslist for basically like sex ads, and they're basically like trolling these like white guys who are have like an Asian fetish, and they're like looking for small Asian girls. So they go and then they go and they just like. Fuck them up, or you, can you know, make, can you make this I'll place seriously? I will write this. Fucking do it. Because I mean, I'll say this. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. Like Asian American perspectives, incredibly rare, right, in the mainstream. Mm. Asian American female perspectives, like honest female perspectives, like I have not really seen one. Like my friends talk more like Broad City, and you know, right. like 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 probably Ali Wong is a really great example. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Definitely. we're like these loud, crude vulgar like Asian American women like who are like just kind of grabbing life by the balls and I'm like I don't see any of this on screen like where's where's that voice so it's like maybe I should just write it that's true let's do it do you remember that one year where they had two shows which is like they were supposed to be the next Sex in the City each had Lipstick one Jungle a- and, and um, one Cashmere Asian- Mafia Cashmere they Mafia had, one had Lindsay Price one yeah. had um, Lucy Liu yes yeah yeah that didn't <laughs> that didn't pan out very well. That didn't pan out very well. You were there too, right, Matt? Uh, yesterday. Yeah. Of course. Oh, man, it was awesome. I just want to con- congratulate wow. I mean, I just shook Thank your hand, you but so I'll shake it again. So as a filmmaker from, or as, as an Asian Australian, or Australian mm-hmm. Asian, I don't know what uh, order you guys put that in. You can put it in any order. It's yeah. <laughs> um, like, how, what, how do you feel about, like, um, you know, those are all very Asian American stories, but also, like, Asian diaspora is, is we all have common, you know, common touch points in yes. terms of yes. like being children of immigrants or mm-hmm. having to adapt kind of to adapt a culture to, that yeah. a, a, a mainstream culture that is yes. not from your heritage. Mm-hmm. But I guess yeah. what's the? I mean, you've been you've been in America for like two days. <laughs> yeah. What's the difference between you know the kind of Asian American experience or Asian? What was it like being an Asian in Australia? I yeah. I, I think that well the you know on. The thing that's happened most is I've been inspired and touched mostly by everything I've seen just because we don't have as much of that in Australia. So, I mean, yesterday, for example, every film had a fully fleshed out, you know, um, you know character and, and, every, and it was all about our experiences. And we don't, I mean, yeah, we don't really get that back home that much. There's, mm. But the fact that everyone was there, like there was so many people showing up for, 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 for you guys and... It was amazing. It was overbooked, right? Uh, you know, right? it's yeah. Yeah, sold out. Sold, yeah. sold out. So the differences, yeah, it was sold out. And the differences <laughs> that I, I mean, I've experienced um, so far is you guys are all passionate. There's a community here, a, a real community, you know. But um, and it's going to transcend. You know, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to keep going in that direction because you guys are all working towards that. But in Australia, we're a bit more. Maybe it's because it's also a smaller, smaller country, and we might be a little bit more self-deprecating. <laughs> and you know that's just part, and that's part of the colonial history of Australia and its identity only being a hundred years old, and Asians, Australians only being allowed after the White Australia policy ended, and mm. you know then there was the Pauline Hanson thing. But you know, like, I mean, I, I feel also privileged to even be a, be a filmmaker coming from Australia, knowing that it's um, not. I mean, I'm still lucky to be an Australian filmmaker. Where my mum's from in the Philippines, like, I mean, if I was born there, I probably wouldn't even be a filmmaker. <laughs> so there's that. Definitely. You know? yeah. Yeah. We'd, all work, we'd all be working on, like, a farm somewhere, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, growing rice or... But since yeah. I am here, or I am like going to, you know... Some, like, <laughs> do it. Probably doing some computer shit, I don't know. Yeah. 
something like that. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's been just a, cra- a crazy experience in only two days, you know. Yeah. Um, and I haven't even got to my screening yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm now nervous talking about. Well, let's talk about that because that's obviously on your mind, and you, you're, oh, you yeah. know, you were really stressed up about talking about this yesterday. So. Oh yeah. Breathe, man. I'm you're always okay. stressed. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> Own it. <laughs> no, okay, I got this. So you're here um, to screen your short. Yes, yeah. yes. We'll be playing Koreatown CGV2 at 9 p.m. Nice. That so, place has good popcorn. Ooh, the popcorn mm. in, in the U.S. It's a good is theater. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Another it's tangent, sorry. It's where they show all the, <laughs> it's where they show all the, like, all the, the hot new Korean movies. The hot new Korean oh, movies. That's so cool. You, if you want the hot new Chinese movies, you gotta you go gotta to the, the Atlantic Times Square. Square 10. What up? <laughs> that's my hood. <laughs> Um, but tell us about your film. Okay, yeah. so um, the film is called I Am Jupiter, I Am the Biggest Planet. Its uh, tagline is Silence in the Red Light District of Manila. Also accurate, Jupiter is the biggest planet. Yes. In our solar system, who knows in the universe? You're you being know. very um, yeah. <laughs> solar system centric, and that's very rude of <laughs> you to the universe. I'm saying in our solar system, you know, it's infinite, I don't know about other universes. It's constantly expanding. There could be bigger planets there, there, but there could that be, we but know of. To, to, to make the Jupiter. title easier <laughs> for everyone to digest, Jupiter is the biggest <laughs> caveat in this solar yeah. system. And it was totally hijacked yeah. this conversation. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it's about, um, you know, one night in a mother's life, actually multiple mother's lives, mm-hmm. um, and the, it's a film told with no dialogue because I wanted to make a film that was um, purely visual, but a thriller. Like, you know, it's got a lot of tension, and it's, a, it's essentially, it played, I mean, its premiere was at Monster Fest, which is Australia's premier genre film festival, mm. which the audience was amazing. It played um, before Maddie Doe's Dearest Sister. I don't know if you know her, but she's Laos's first female oh. film director, and she made this awesome horror film, which is nice. amazing. Check that out if you get a chance to. I think it's on Shudder or something. I really but, like it mm. when people... Like Plug. that we know make genre films. Genre. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So cool. like we, get, we get so many like immigrant drama, family drama films, which like, is great and important. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm kind of one of those in between people though because it's it's genre, but it's a silent film. I took influence from like, for example, filmmakers like I saw Only God Forgives, which I, mm. I really liked, but I also did feel like you know it's set in in Thailand with the neon lights and I mean. You know, and Nicholas Winding Refn's a great director, and I'm massively inspired by him. But I also feel there's a sense of, you know, you know, I, you know, it's it's um. I wanted to make it my, you know, a version, you know, told from a Filipino perspective right. on, you know, the red light district, and um, you know, because I think that a lot of, I mean, for for Filipino Australians, a lot of our, um, our parents married out of. Um, out of the Philippines, and you know, what, from what my mum's told me, and my mum and my dad have a twenty-year age gap. My dad's half Spanish Malaysian. He's a, you know, he's quite, um, uh, you know, Westerner looking. So mm-hmm. there's a there's an interesting dynamic in my household, which um, in the film it's probably not that obvious, but um, you know, along the way in this kind of genre film, I do explore some of the dynamics. Um, which wow! Now that you only see the film, you're going to think I'm really fucked up. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my 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 family. We're, 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 we're allowed okay. to be. We're yeah, allowed yeah. to be fucked it's, up. Like, that's good. But, but it's the first film my mum liked of mine, and oh, it, yeah. that's yeah, she, that's big. That's she, that's like better than an Oscar. Let's be real. When your <laughs> when your Asian mama's like, I yeah. like it. You're like. Oh, oh my! Oh my God! You like, may have something to say after all. <laughs> yeah, well, and 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 I, I mean, I, I take that with a lot of pride because my mom hates a lot of my other work mm. um, because she thinks that um, you know, like I, I think this one really, like she said, you captured like 
you know, all the stuff that you that I've said. You know, you've captured the, you know, all the dynamics. It's, it's. Yeah. And um, because what? my other films are about Asian masculinity, and, okay. and my mum just, <laughs> has, you know, like she just goes nah. <laughs> You know, there's a lot. There's there's and there's a lot of stuff about that. Yeah, I'm kind of interested. So, so Matt, you're a director, and Justin, you're an actor, and you kind of have both made these films um, that have kind of got, short films that have gone to the festival circuit. But I guess, what do you look for in an actor? What do you look for in a director? Like when you're out there looking for your next project, what makes you want to sign on? And you know, kind of, it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot of time, money. You could be spending maybe a year or two with this person, kind of making rounds I feel like if you hate each other it's going to be a bad time yeah you definitely want to like them in a sense and want to feel like you're going to be able to hang out with them for a while <laughs> um, but uh, I mean there's so many variables and different type of types of working relationships so I'll just go with Toenail for example um, Jing and I uh, were friends we had worked on a commercial shoot together and so we had connected through that and became friends and I posted up about the HBO Visionaries competition on my Facebook as soon as I saw it. And Jing had this idea shortly after his wedding, or I think while he was making the wedding vows. So so he's like spouting his vows. He's like, wait, Uh, movie idea. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) It's like for Richard or Toenail. Yeah, (sighs) yeah. But but he didn't feel like... um, it would go anywhere. Like there was no, it was very, it's a very specific film and, and he didn't feel like uh, there was any viable place for it. Mm. And then this came out and I, I posted that and he contacted me a day after. He's like, you know what, this might be like a sign and opportunity. And for me, I wanted to make sure, I wanted to hear one, his story and his vision. I wanted to like the project, yeah. you know. Um, and I really connected with it. And I, I, our approach is very unique and different as to if I were just to go on an audition for, for a film, and the, this process would be a little bit more different, you know? But um, for this, we kind of worked uh, very closely together in the, in the development process. Mm-hmm. And so, because he's uh, of Chinese descent and I'm, I'm Korean, and so he wanted to, since I'm going to be the actor, he wanted to have my, my family just be Korean. Yeah. Um, and so we had to kind of bridge that gap and make it work between both of us. And so it was really fun to jump on board and be a part of this creative process. And you're giving and, him pointers on like what a Korean would do in this situation. Right, right. What, 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 oh my God, that should be a new segment. What would a Korean do? What would, <laughs> what would a Chinese do? WWKD, WWCD. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you got, and, you know, you should get the other What ethnics. would a Filipino do? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What would an Australian you, do? <laughs> you, put, you put a situation out there as like, um, your friend comes and doesn't say hello to your parents. What would you do? <gasps> oh, God. Everyone's like freaking out generally. Yeah, just that. <laughs> they have to now bow. Yes. Every yeah. time. <laughs> Not Take even. your shoes off. Don't you ever forget. <laughs> you have to say, you realize, you realize mom and dad not hate you, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's over. Sorry. You're never getting a second shot. Yeah. They should have like a primer. Mm. Like here, everything you need to know before you walk into my house. Take off your shoes. Say hi. Compliment the couch. This is why Asian parents love me because I know all the all the rules, all the etiquettes. Yeah, yeah, but but behind the scenes, uh, well, let me sneak it into the house. <laughs> yeah, from but, then um, on, it's, it's 
Yeah, so, that's awesome. Uh, I mean, that's something that I mean, we talk a lot about like the roles we take, right? And and like here is a a role that's Korean but played by a Chinese person or vice versa and mm. things like that. But like, you know, it's, it was really awesome to hear him say that. He really because he casted you, he yeah. he was able to like craft a story around your Yeah, and so experience. there were all these things yeah. going for it, you know. We're we're good friends. There's this perfect opportunity from HBO, uh, you know, with some of my favorite shows are on there, you know. So, <laughs> and, and then on top of that, Jing's an amazing director. I yeah. think he really is. He's very passionate. He knows what he wants, and and you want that for the captain of the ship. You know, he needs to know what he wants, um, even if you're going into undiscovered seas, so to say. And, and he, again, it, it was, it was a pretty easy decision to make. You know, especially since he was financing a good portion of it, too. <laughs> and that he's asking helps. me to come in to produce it. So it's like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's not miss out on this opportunity. It is a really great finish. story about, like, it's, it's, a, it's a struggle that, I guess, because um, the film, Tony, was about, it's a father and son relationship. But it's about a son who kind of did everything right and gets to a point where, like, he, like, wants to, like, cash in on, like, all his hard work and then yeah. something happens. Mm-hmm. Right, the, the sometimes the father. Life happens, yeah. you know, and that that's life. That's what's relatable, you know. Life yeah. isn't fair, but what do we do? We can't sit there like a victim, you know. You you kind of have to rise above your circumstance and just do the best you can. Yeah. And how about you, Matt? Like, what what do you when you're casting, you're out making your rounds, you know? Um, I think you mentioned before last night that you tend to work with the same people just because you're. Pool's rather small in yes. Melbourne. In Melbourne. Melbourne. Was that um, your accent? That was my attempt at an Aussie <laughs> accent. Um, this is why I'm not an actor. Um, yeah, so what's that process like for you? And what do you look for? And uh, I know um, Justin touched upon kind of Jing's direct Jing style. Yes. And how do you... Jing style. Jing style. Jing style. <laughs> so how do you approach kind of making a film with your actors? Well, um, yeah, the pool is small. And we basically, in, on my films in particular, I use a lot of non-actors. So, I mean, it, for, for Jupiter in particular, the lead actress um, is my ex-wife, Lizak Pham, who's absolutely amazing. But, you know, it's kind of, I, I know her very well. I mean, I was, I was married to her and, you know, it's, you know, that the relationship's over and all. But, you know... It, I know her very intimately, so with directing those those emotions out of her, we would we would you know gel very well together on in the, on film. But it's just outside of that the relationship, you know, uh. how we have problems, you know. Mm-hmm. But but making art's great. But previous to that, like a lot of my um, main actors are my well, now ex girlfriends, but um, at the time my my partners. So yeah, I, I I mean I think I mean maybe that's a byproduct of the fact that I I mean I, I like female stories. I like you know. That giving them um, these characters and fleshing them out together, but it's just that when you don't have much of a pool, you know, yeah, you know, you got to use amazing. what's there, and and they've got the time, you know. So, yeah. Um, also, um, around in in Melbourne, I, I mean, some of my earlier films were were cast literally by going up to interesting looking Asian people and just starting conversations. <laughs> so I literally. Um, you know, just went up to people, just, you know, every, everywhere, just, like, homeless people and just, like, everywhere just trying to get the story out of them. I even put a drifter in my film Ghost Man a few years ago. 
um, in, we shot in their trunking mansions and I met this drifter and then he took me back to his apartment and he was like crazy and then like I started just shooting him and then he's like yeah I'll be in your film whatever man and then <laughs> just whatever yeah Wait, are we talking about the chunking mansions in yeah. Hong Kong yes because I love Wong Kar Wai's films so. th- that place is I love that place oh how cool is it's it it's amazing oh yeah I stayed in this like tiny little hotel room in the whole con- chunking mansions and like when I told people that's where I was staying mm-hmm. they were like oh, I'm like I'm like what it's like it's like fine now. Like the whole murdery thing ended in the eighties, yeah. right? Like it's, it's fine it's now. So it's good. not bad. It's yeah. not bad. It's just like the most brown and black place probably in like China yep. or Hong Kong. Exactly. Hong Kong definitely probably all of China. It's the most black and brown place. You know, you have a lot of African immigrants. Mm. You have a lot of uh, South Asian Indian immigrants, and they're like you know that's their community, and it's it's amazing. Um, and it's just it's just bizarre. Like I did not feel unsafe there. No, nah, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. great. Yeah, it's awesome. That's oh, what... the elevator system where you have to go to yeah. the specific elevator in the specific wing to get to the even yeah, or odd number of floors. Yeah. And, they, and this, it's so weird because it it's like a maze. So yeah. if you go, like if you hang, get, have a few drinks and walk around there like at night with some friends and it's kind of like this crazy, like it feels like a, a kind of a trap, but it's... But a fun trap. But a fun trap. Like a fun <laughs> trap. Yeah. And so I had to shoot a film there because, like, I love, you know, I love um, Wong Kar Wai. And yeah, he's yeah. a big influence on my work, um, the neons and, and all that, Christopher yeah, yeah. Doyle cinematography and stuff. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm finding out. A lot of people are, like, discovering him now, too, because he was, oh, a, big, yeah. he was a big influence on um, Moonlight. Moonlight. Yeah. Yes. So cool. <laughs> I saw that on the plane on the way here. <laughs> that, was, that was good. Just, like, where were you guys all? Yeah. Like, um, he's not new. So I discovered him yeah, I through like a it was a cult films class in college. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of like a lot of Asian young American Asian history. Americans, yeah. you learn it in college. Yeah. You take your lit class. Yeah. You take your cinema. class. You don't class. watch indie films unless you're, yeah. unless you're Justin. <laughs> unless you're Justin. Unless you're Justin. You dropped out. <laughs> Sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> All right, I think this episode is just going to be one big round table because we're 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 running up on time, and oh, it's all right. We, we have a really good. We, it's, it's, been, it's been good. I am standing. Th- I'm standing by this episode. So yeah, let's let's end it with what's on my mind, which is, uh, you know, honestly, was watching um, Better Luck Tomorrow for the first time in like since it came out, like 15 years ago. Uh, so that was the opening night film of the LA Asian Pacific Film Festival. Were you there for that? Yes. Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> was that your first time watching Better Luck I've Tomorrow? Seen it a while ago, but that's a different cut, isn't it? Yes, it's, it's the, the Sundance, Sundance, Sundance cut. cut film. And it was on film. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Were you there, Justin? No. I was not, but okay. uh, yeah. I went to Sunny Hills High School. Oh, <gasps> yes, which is where. So Sunny Hills, for those of who don't know, is where the real life murder of the student took place. That Better Luck Tomorrow is based off of. Yeah, in Fullerton. It's like fifty percent Koreans. Fifty <laughs> percent Korean. Justin was one of those Koreans. Yeah, it was quite the culture shock going from like Mission Viejo. To right, Fullerton. you actually went from a. Like you were like one of the super only waspy Asians area. At the yeah. time, it was the safest city in America, and there were like no Asians there at all. <laughs> Crazy. So, what was it like? I mean, I'm assuming you've seen the film at least once before. Yes, yeah, for sure. So, was that like totally bizarre watching that? It, it is, but you know, it's it's believable. It's. I'm the firm believer that teenagers are crazy. Like the youth yeah. is so oh, yeah. the youth oh, is yeah. the most powerful. <laughs> the the power yeah. is in the youth, right? And 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 
I remember who I was when I was like 16 years old, or just like 12 years old. I was just You're like awful. a, I was a chip just let loose in this <laughs> urban city, just like with no parental supervision, just ah, what's live? No internet to even learn. All yeah. like, like 16 year olds now know way more than I do. Oh, they true. lecture me all the time. Yeah, yeah, there's so much more. Aware. So here's a question: Do you think if Better Luck Tomorrow took place today oh. and they could Google things, would it have changed anything? The narrative. They wouldn't. Would you think they still would have killed? Like, oh, it would have been. Yeah, would, they would have researched it. Like, how to get rid of a how body. To get rid of, yeah. how to and then maybe they would have realized, like, smarter. They would have realized it's like really hard to get rid of a body. Yeah. And they're like, guys, yeah. maybe we shouldn't do this yeah. shit. Well, Breaking Bad taught us hydrochloric acid. Lie. Right? Yeah. That's no, I thought true. it makes your bones into lie, right? Ugh. Or some, like soap. I've I don't had, know much about murdering people. So I've had this discussion. It's actually really hard to get rid of a body. Like, <laughs> there's just no way to get rid of the evidence completely. Really, but like, a lot of people get away with murder, though. Surprisingly, yeah. like, because they they must find the bodies. Obviously, well, I mean, that's like, the whole thing with yeah. yeah. That's the whole thing with with Better Look Tomorrow, which is like these are like on paper perfect, perfect. kids, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. And, and well, what struck me so much is a how much the movie holds up. Like, holds yes. Um, you know, there's some things that are definitely anachronistic of like the the times, like early aughts. But like, I was looking, I was like, I remember wearing clothes like that, having hair like that. Mm. There was an Integra in that yeah. shot. They don't make those anymore. But those are all we drove. I mean, I I, I could relate too because I mean, think about it. You. you you have immigrant parents, so you still have to uphold those academics if you want to like have a social life and go do what you want, right? Yeah. But at the same time, you're trying to break this terrible stereotype that, yeah. uh, that's there of, of who you are. And it's like, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> I, I like to have fun. I like to party, like you were saying about Ali Wong. And, you know, it, it's like that conflict of, of cultures, yeah. you know? And, like, I mean, the three of us here grew up in the Southern California suburbs. Yeah. So, and then, like, um, I, don't know, I don't know how... How well, you grew up with, like, was <laughs> it the, hood. <laughs> the, hood, the hoods of, of Australia. Dandenong, Noble Park, Springvale. That's where I'm from. Ooh. Oh, God. This guy is bad. Are we, are we talking hood like a real hood? Are we talking like hood oh. like Toronto and Drake? Is I don't know, from man. The hood? Uh, yeah, yeah. The six. Started the the six. Yeah, yeah. Like, he started from the bottom, the um, bottom being the Degrassi. Yeah, yeah. The hood in Australia is like the outback. It's like the out- everything's oh, trying yeah. to like it's kill some... you or eat you <laughs> or like. I, I spend a night in the outback never again <laughs> but my Never area again. my area was like predominantly especially growing up asian gangs everywhere you mm. know trolley pole rat tail yeah. um you know uh ddr yeah. and fights at yeah. the ddrs once in a while you know like that's that's you know that's just what i grew up on so i've, I've actually wanted to revisit i want to make a film set back in the 90s yeah i wanted to do it because there was a film called romper stumper which was about the skinhead you know time mm-hmm. and the vietnamese and the skinhead Gangs were like yeah, going at each other. It's a pretty yeah. epic film. Um, but I want to, I want to, I've been wanting to explore that thematic, you yeah. know, in Australia. You know, back in back in San Gabriel, it was like the Vietnamese kids and the the Mexican kids going at each other. I mean, I grew up in Monterey Park, so we were having a fight about who's. Like more, city was poor. Who's, who's poor? I think. Mm. Who's got more oh, whose city was poor, or who's, 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 who's high got more school? Because we're talking about like you know like how like Sunny Hills was like a like uh, upper middle class like high school. Like we were like. Um, I think San Gabriel's more like lower middle class. Yeah, I yeah. mean Keppel has one of the highest rates of, of students on like free or reduced lunch, mm. and its its property value is awful. Like all the property value, or like like we don't have like a big box like national brand. Like they tried to bring in an Applebee's yeah. and like it didn't work. So for the longest time we had no tax base, and considering how poor like the tax base was, we did really well. It's really interesting in our area because like you have like Keppel and Gab and then you have like just like a city over you have San Marino and Arcadia Arcadia with all the, all and the like smart kids. 
Ooh, <laughs> and like Temple City. Wow. <laughs> I've never been to any of these places, but you guys have got to show me. Right? I'm, I'm not yeah. too <laughs> accustomed with it. I was just, I, I mean, I, I had family that grew up in San Gabriel. Yeah, um, shot a couple episodes there too, but nice. Um, um, uh, yeah, but what I was saying was, so growing up in the suburbs, I, I get the idea of like I just want to get out, right? When you're in high school in the yeah, suburbs, yeah, you just yeah. want to get out. You're like, I'm right? so cool. I'm, I'm so I'm, bored. I'm so, I'm so over this. I'm too yeah. cool for these kids. I'm just gonna go. And you're like, you're <laughs> yeah. just as tweeby as those you, kids. You think about like you think about the main character, Perry Shen's character. Like, yep. If he was just more ben. patient, he would have gotten everything he wanted. Or he would gotten a good school. He would have eventually gotten with Stephanie, like, like, he didn't, like, he, the reason, like, he got in all the trouble was just because he was just too impatient, right? Maybe. Because um, I feel like she was coming around to him anyways, right? Like, he didn't need to kill John Till's character. Well, Spoiler, John Till dies in this movie. <laughs> well, I don't think it was about, it's not about, so this movie's about, like, Asian American masculinity, right? And, like, just from perspective of, like, a female, so like I'm not living this, so maybe I'm a step removed, so I can like look at it in a different way. It's he. It wasn't because he had Stephanie. It was because well, it was part of that, right? It was like which just kind of weirds me out because there's like this ownership sense. But he he loses it when when John Cho's character Steve looks at him and like smirks, like it's it's not about the girl. It's about them ego. It's their yes. egos. And she's just the MacGuffin, the channel in which it's happening. Because John Cho's character is everything he wants. But John Cho's character, Steve doesn't have to work for it, right? He's in this great school. He's like, oh, I'm going to go to an Ivy League. Yeah. Like, he's like very passe about it. You know, Ben kind of has to hustle his own parents to kind of get this kind of money. Mm. And Steve's parents don't care. They, you know, they kind of give him free reign of the wealth. And it's just like, this is literally... This guy has everything he wants and is being a dick about it. Teenagers, to his man. Face. Teenagers, yeah. teenagers. Well, they, they know, right? Until you're 25, your prefrontal cortex is still developing, and that's wow. like where you make your, your logic, like, your impulse yeah. control, your emotional control. Yeah. Science. Yeah, science. Hashtag science. This one's turning 25, so she's about to become Am mature. Am I about to become mature? You're Am I going to calm you're down? You seem more mature right now. Am you're about, about to have more to control down? over your... You're going to get over, over mature. Well, my mom used to just like look at me and just... When I was a teenager, she'd just be like, why are you so angry? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. If I had an answer, I'd tell you. Because my sister, my older sister, no problems at all, right? So they thought, they thought like, what is this puberty? thing? It's a myth. And then like I went through puberty and it was like... World War Three in my house for good like four or five years, and then it was like it was insane. And I'm just like, I don't know. Like it's calmed down considerably. My parents and I are very cool now, but yeah, I mean, it's blame the frontal cortex. It's, it's a younger sibling too. It's a younger yeah. sibling thing. Well, you know, LA riots, lots of fire, lots of need for justice. I was just very angry at the world, and I wanted to fix it, and it wasn't it wasn't going well. It's uh yeah it's it was really cool just to watch that film again and like get uh get reminded of like this seminal moment of like Asian American just cinema and you know where we've where we've gone from there I remember um you know during that time I was just starting college when that movie came out and I went on a like a uh, Asian American cinema like tear because I got I finally got Netflix I went to college had a, got my credit card so I can sign up for oh, Netflix. Hey. And this was back when they mailed you DVDs, right? So I just oh, typed yeah. in, like, Asian American movies onto, like, I don't know, like, Ask Jeeves or whatever, Alta Vista or whatever we... It was pre-Google, 
I think. Or was Google there in 2002? Yes. 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 It was either that or like Netscape. There was, because yeah, I remember that's when I got my first Gmail account. Because I was was on Blogger and they were giving free Gmail accounts to just only Blogger members because it was a free trial. Because Google was like, Google's doing email now? Because before that, it was all Yahoo. Yeah. Yahoo was the only email. Yeah. The worst. Literally the worst. Um, Yahoo. They always get hacked, man. <laughs> yeah. but, okay, I still have a Yahoo account to play fantasy football. I do too. And Me it's too. Like, it's a necessary <laughs> email, evil. That, it's awful. That email account is full of spam. It's yeah. just nothing but spam like now. Like fifteen thousand. And yeah. like my and my like it's my. It's probably been hacked like at least ten times yeah. since I've gotten it. Yeah. And, yeah. and it basically is just like I get my updates and like you know. Okay, here's the thing. Like fantasy football, they grade you on how well you drafted, and I yeah. took it very personally because I got like a C. What do they know? Exactly. I they was like, always give me a C. I was like, um, well, I guess they should have actually graded me lower because, ha, I went 0 for 13. I did not win one game this Whoa. season. That's terrible. Adrian Peterson got it injured. It was almost really hard to do. I know, right? Yeah. So I should be like proud of that accomplishment. Which means next year you'll win. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. I'm sure. All right. <laughs> Well, that'll about do it for this episode of The Club, because our guest this week oh, okay. has been uh, Justin Lee and Matthew... I'm, I'm supposed to say Power for some reason. Power? Pastor. MVP. You should change your name to MVP. Matthew Vincent Power. Yeah, that does That's sound... Such a more it's more like, of a power name. Yeah. Yeah, but Matthew Victor Pastor. Max Power. Just call yourself Max Power. <laughs> cool. Um, if people want to find more of your guys' stuff, where can they go? Um, for me, you can uh, find me on my Facebook with... Uh, you know, the... What's that called? Slash. Slash. Matthew Victor Pastor, Matthew with a double T. Yeah. Victor, V-I-C-T-O-R, Pastor, P-A-S-T-O-R, like a priest. Awesome. Justin Lee. If people want to find more of your stuff, where can they go? JustinLeeOfficial.com. That has the links to all my social media. Cool. Or I'm, I'm heavier on the Instagram than anything else. It's just too hard to do them all. And I don't use Snapchat, sorry, too much. <laughs> Uh, so Justin Lee official. That's and check it. out his podcast, Your Buddy Justin. Yeah, Your Buddy Justin Lee. And that'll be coming out soon. I've got three episodes. I'm recording two more in the next couple of weeks. And then it'll be out. I just want to have five out. Nice. Yeah. And then apparently I'm going to be on it soon. So. Yeah, you are. Awesome. Just you, our replacement Minji. Where can we find your stuff? Um, you can find... You have hashtags. I, I do have hashtags. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about CAPE. Uh, the Coalition of Asian Pacifics and Entertainment. So if you're a working professional, Asian American or not, but if you're down for the cause, um, check out some of our programs. We have programs for writers, executives, and more. And you can find all of that at www.capeusa.org. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash cape. And from there, you can find all our social media channels. So this is really annoying. We could not have a standardized like name or ha- handle over our social media platforms. Because well, Cape is... Because Cape is so generic, I know. <laughs> and we get like these weird hashtags from people visiting Cape Cod. I'm like, nice. that's not the right Cape. Um, so just co- go to our Facebook, which is Cape, C-A-P-E. What if people are interested in Jessica Jew? Jessica Jew, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at JessJew, J-U, tweets on Instagram <laughs> at giraffe. And a half. <laughs> I know it's not on brand. It's very, very long too. <laughs> I know. I had this talk. I can't let it go. I love that. I love that handle. Was that your aim SN too? No, my aim SN. My early aim SN was. Um, I had a lot, but one of my first ones was A Z N. Uh huh. Baby girl. X. Angel. Dark. X. Yakatori. X. 
I had an AZN too. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. it was. Is it because I'm AZN? AZN. Because I'm Asian. There, there but it's capital. It's word. capital A, lowercase Z, capital N. Oh, that's how you know. I, that's I, how you know. You that's how you know. Super gangster. That was yeah. all lowercase. Yeah. And then I was <laughs> just apparently wasn't, wasn't as gangster. <laughs> Mission BAO. <laughs> <laughs> MPK. <laughs> All right. Thanks again for listening. Uh, you can find more from the Collabcast by going to our website at collaboration.org. You can email us at podcast at collaboration.org. And also subscribe to us on Google Play Music, iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever you find podcasts. We'll be on actually Spotify, hopefully, by the time you hear this. So awesome. check us out. Congrats. Um, this has been the Collabcast episode 118 live. Thank you so much. Bye, guys. And thanks for listening to this live episode of the Collabcast. If you like what you heard, check out this other great program from the Potluck Podcast Collective. Welcome to the Drunk Monk Podcast. Have a little seat right there. After this, you have to do something that you don't want to. But for now, it's a Drunk Monk Podcast.